0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wildcat Offense Hall of Fame Tip-Off Tournament Recap Edition. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the support. It means a lot for me and the project. It keeps me motivated to keep creating content like this for you guys. Um, once again, feel free to share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone that is down to join the sports talk conversation. I can be found at Off-Sea Sport on most podcast platforms. That's spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. So... Men's basketball just wrapped up the Hall of Fame tip-off tournament in Uncasville, Connecticut. Although we would have loved to have an early season chip, the Cats come back runners-up. They fall 57-66 to 66 to Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State had a really big second half to really put the game away, despite the Cats leading for most of the game. 32 minutes, 58 seconds to be exact. So. Man, when you really had the other team's number, or at least were ahead for most of the game, and it just so happens that for seven minutes and some change, it was enough for a very, very good Mississippi State Bulldogs team to pull out the win and get the early season championship. That's what, again, separates the good teams from the great. And it's not to say that Northwestern is bad, right? I've been saying throughout the first five games of the year, The cats are actually pretty good, right? Four and one is something to be actually proud of. To be honest, Um, while it would have been nice to start five and zero, right, and get that trophy to flaunt around for like a day and get back to business, I mean, it is, it is what it is, and at least it shows signs of positivity for the team, right? I've always said a good start isn't always indicative of a good season. However, this start just feels different, right? To go up to four and one uh or fall to four and one, but be you know, it's still a good record, right? Four out of five, you're winning eighty percent of your games at this rate of the year. Um, you do have a little bit of optimism going into near Big Ten play. Uh even though the Cats do have a couple more non-conference games left, but I do want to say that the biggest takeaway from this tournament being the runners up is that the Cats shown that they can be performers in a tournament environment. As a matter of fact, you know, if the Cats were to lead most of the game like they did here, then it shows that they can run with the best of them. And though people think of SEC as a very big football conference, it's very good at basketball too. Don't you guys remember? kentucky tennessee uh alabama even i mean sec does produce really good basketball and mississippi state is also one of those teams so of course to have two teams in this tournament one coming from a good conference and has a pretty good college coach and the other being a pretty solid ncaa tournament um Winner, or not tournament winner, but uh, yeah, I guess you can say tournament winner because this team, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, are capable of winning tournament games. I mean, it's nothing but great tests for uh, the Northwestern Wildcats. Sure, bottom line is that on their third biggest test to date, or maybe even their biggest test to date, uh, they failed. However, it's a failure that is enough for me to say, all right, that's something that this team can learn from and perhaps use that as motivation to uh, keep going you know keep taking advantage of these non-conference games get quality wins out of them so that way when you play teams that could be number one overall seeds like Purdue for example then you're ready to go because you know no disrespect to Mississippi State but the Cats will play teams that are possibly on paper better than this Mississippi State team, and it's in their own conference, so they're gonna see them twice, maybe three times, if you um play them in the Big Ten tournament. So it's a really good primer for the Wildcats to take that loss, but you know, at least they can say that they played in a championship game this year, if all else does not go to to plan. But you gotta stay optimistic as a Wildcat alumni a wildcat basketball fan that you know it's just another part of the season where you know you can say that hey look the cats look competitive and we can look back on and be like yep if the cats go for 20 plus wins this year and a deep run in the tournament that's the one game that you're gonna remember and be like yeah i think that's the game that really set the spark off for this team and made them ready for everyone else so there's that uh looking at the stat sheet here for the cats ty berry showed up to play 36 minutes 14 points four rebounds and four steals so a line that i'm actually pretty impressed with i think that's two games in a row where ty berry has done a pretty decent enough job um of course it would have been nice if the cats were to actually come off and win this game just because like i said I would love for the Cats to kind of have like a very underrated Big Four going into the year, beating Barry, Langboard, Barnheiser, and Boo Booey. And, you know, like I said, when you have four guys, even three guys that give you nightmares on offense and defense, that's just a scouting report nightmare. It doesn't matter if you are expected to beat Northwestern or not, right? So at least. At least we can see that there is there is a still opportunity for him to contribute to big games. And I expect him to keep being this way for the rest of the year. This like I said before, this could be the uh time of the year that gets him going. Next leading score was Langborg. So Langborg showed up 13 points over 39 minutes, four rebounds, four assists, one block, two steals, and then Brooks Barnheiser, 13 minutes, two rebounds one assist and one steal in 31 minutes of play fearless leader boo buoy probably had a quiet day by his standards nine points eight rebounds um one assist or two assists sorry and one steal though he did have three personal fouls so a little bit of foul trouble there and um of course speaking of foul trouble matthew nicholson had the most with four so uh you don't want to get into foul trouble, especially if you are one of the bigger names on the team, right? In college basketball, you only get five instead of six in the pro game. And I think FIBA is 5-2. But, you know, let's not get carried away over the foul differences between college basketball and pro basketball. We're talking about college basketball. So, of course, getting five fouls is not helpful to anyone. If, if whether you're the worst player on your team or the most talented player on your team, right? And looks like Boo Booey had a little bit of foul trouble going into the game. And, um, looks like no one from Mississippi State got into serious foul trouble except for Cameron Matthews, who had three. So, uh, and like I said, when you give people a chance to go to the line, that. Is never a good sign, right? Because you're pretty much giving away free points at that point. Uh, looking into more of the percentages, Cat shot 37.93% in the first half, 375 half in the second, 37.7% from the field. So that's pretty dreadful. I mean, you want to shoot 50% or better, in my honest opinion. Uh, and you don't, if you have a bad shooting day, it is very hard to win a game. Twenty-three point one percent from three. So if that shot is not falling, especially in an era where um, three-point shooting is a premium, thanks Steph Curry, um, that's that's that just shows a not a good day at the office possibly. And seventy-one point four percent from the line. But here's where it gets really interesting: four for four in the first half, one for three in the second half. What does that show you? The team is not getting to the line. And like I said in previous episodes, when you get to the line, you got to take advantage and try and get there as often as you could. Sure, it's not sexy, right? We're not dunking on people. We're not freaking step back threeing on people or hitting that Jordan fade away on folks. But, you know, there is value of, you know, getting to the line, drawing those fouls, even if it means getting clobbered. Inside, right? Because that's why they're called free throws. They're free. However, the free throw is the second most difficult shot in all of basketball. But of course, when you are able to convert those opportunities at the line, right, then it feels good, right? Because it's kind of like, man, you're just giving me these points and we'll just keep piling them on. And that looks like it did not happen really often for the cats so hopefully in their next game which is not for another couple of days because we are approaching the thanksgiving break um they can get to the line a little bit more as far as the victorious mississippi state bulldogs go leading scorer was josh hubbard who came off the bench 27 minutes 29 points three rebounds two assists one steal um, and then as far as starters go, the leading score was Deshaun Sean Davis set 11 points and one assist, but had three turnovers and every other starter for Mississippi state had single digits. This team was pretty much carried by Josh Hubbard. So, I mean, it happens, right? There's always going to be one of those games where a bench player will, play significant minutes because they're like the sixth guy or the seventh guy off the bench, but they just happen to go off. And for whatever reason, the other team does not have an answer for them. So, of course, you're going to keep playing them on the floor with the expense of somebody else starting at that same position. So, of course, Josh Hubbard played 27 minutes in this game, went 9 for 14 from the field, 7 for 7 from the line, and 4 for 8 from 3. So, have yourself a day As a matter of fact, it contributed to the bench point differential, 42 points to eight for Northwestern. So complete basketball, college basketball is team basketball, right? So if your starters and your bench are not contributing, you know, not necessarily equally, but close to it, you're not going to win the game, right? And while you could argue that there's a huge differential between the bench in the bulldogs case relative to the starters it was still pretty distributed all throughout right because they had pretty good bench production while having just enough starters production to give themselves the win uh and hopefully in future games right it's a lot it's a lot to ask however um if the bench unit can step up and start chipping in points i'm not saying that you know guys like Nick Martinelli or, you know, Luke Hunger, Blake Preston, Jordan Clayton. I'm not asking them to score 20 points a game. You know, it's not, that's not also possible necessarily all the time just because of how many minutes coaches are willing to give you. But at least, at least try to make advantage of your minutes out there, right? Of course, eventually that can mean getting a spot start here and there or stepping up when somebody gets hurt. And God forbid that doesn't happen, knock on wood. But you have to be able to contribute. It is a team game, after all. And, you know, the Bulldogs did a great job of that while the Cats did it. And hopefully over the course of the year, more, co- even though it's a more very cohesive unit, very experienced unit, they can start showing that, especially in more meaningful games than this. So, 45% from the field in the first half 9 for 20 14 for 29 in the second half 48.28 shooting 46.9 from the field that that's pretty good 5 for 11 from 3 45 percent in the first half dreadful 27 percent in the second half 36.4 from three so that's not too bad that's pretty okay but getting to the line That was pretty good for them. Four for five from the line in the first half, eight for 12 in the second half. So, while there's a little bit of a percentage swing from half to half, they got to the line more times than the Wildcats. So, the Wildcats only had seven shots while the Bulldogs had 17. And, you know, you get there by drawing fouls. Of course, those fouls can be very subjective, right? Because it is called by the refs. However, when you can put yourself in a situation where you're attacking and forcing the defense into mistakes, you know that's how you're gonna get more points than the other team and you could argue that the Bulldogs got lucky, and maybe if it weren't for that bench guy um if it weren't for that bench guy uh Hubbard going for twenty nine points then maybe the cats would have won the game, but hindsight's twenty twenty right. You have to be able to stop anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter if they're the best player on the team or the sixth man off the bench or even the last guy on the bench, right? You don't want to let anyone have their day out there if you're trying to go out there and win the game uh, on, on the other team, at least. And then, of course, you want your guys to have the day of their lives out there. And that's obviously what happened. So it's all good, though. You know, I'm very happy with the Cats' performance in this tournament. Uh, especially since they're going to be playing better teams moving forward and playing teams from very good conferences in this tournament shows that the Cats can really hang. Um, of course, you know, the Cats are not prone to perhaps getting lit up by a super huge underdog. Western Michigan has already shown that. However, you know, this team is still very complete. still Or not complete, but cohesive still very experienced and still very disciplined i think complete will come towards the end of the year not five games in so i won't take that back entirely but i do think that the possibility of getting there is very very high so but that's all i got for tonight you know i'm still pretty proud of the cats um thank you for spending your evening with me your Monday evening post-tournament uh, if you are chilling at home putting in overtime or for my students out there you know just taking in the break or the upcoming break you know I hope uh, this provides a little bit of entertainment for you all and agree to disagree right I'd love to hear what you all's take are on this team right now after five games and on this tournament overall Was this a confidence booster are you still not sold on the team yet or are you like all in like me and going like yeah this team sure they lost one but this is it we can we can make a very good run uh for the ncaa tournament this year uh but yeah we'll see and in order to do that you gotta pass the podcast along the friends family colleagues anyone that's down to join a sports talk conversation. Find me on most podcast platforms at Off C Sport. That's O F F C I E S P O R T. Uh, as far as Wildcat offense is concerned, um, for basketball, we will have a preview on uh, the weekend. So just a little bit after Thanksgiving, as uh, the Cats do not see the floor again until um, November 27th, when they play NIU, Northern Illinois University, at home. At the end of the week, we should be expecting a preview for the last regular season football game as uh, the Cats go down to Champaign to play our bitter rival, Illinois, for the of Lincoln Trophy. Like I said in uh, the double features, this team is already playing with house money. And a win over Illinois is pretty much our CFP game for the bowl game. Um, of course, this team's going to see a bowl even if they lose, but we're not thinking about that. We're not worried about that. We want that Lando Lincoln Trophy back in Cook County, don't we? But until then, thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday and again, feel free to spread the podcast out to anyone and everyone that you know is passionate that is passionate about sports and Northwestern athletics. Thank you so much again, and go cats. Bye. 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 Bye.